This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and I'm not here to fuck spiders. Fat, fierce, and fabulous. I'm James. Do you know when I heard that line, I was like, I wonder will James use that as his intro? <laughs> And you, I, I, yes, of course. I heard that, and I was like, "Well, that's it. basically the, the the quotable moment of the episode." You know, <laughs> yeah. best quotes came in the first ninety seconds. Yeah. Um, you're listening to this that pod. It's a RuPaul's Drag Race reaction podcast, and today we're heading down under. It's the first episode of Drag Race Down Under. Well, I'll jump in there and be nicer. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, Stephen Byrne joined us to talk about it and I think the three of us agreed that promising cast poor performance poor production is, 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 as well poor production yeah not performance of the cast but yes it was it, it, it it's com- still a, a, a bit of a jigsaw that's yet to be put together hmm. you know but but I think overall speaking for me personally not putting words in anyone's mouth the cast seems promising I'm hmm. I'm liking the personalities hmm. yeah yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Um, so yeah, Stephen Byrne joined us to chat through it all this week's challenge, which was the Get to Know You Ball. I kind of felt bad for poor Stephen coming on. To, you know, he had a busy week, took his time out to come on, and we didn't even have a great episode to chat about. It was kind of like, did you like that? No, did you like that? No, did you like that? No. You know, drag, drag race Russian roulette, you know? It just, that's, that's it, it. You, know? you never know what you're going to get. Though. Yeah. Life is like a box chocolate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's let's welcome to the podcast for the first time, Stephen Byrne. Well, Stephen Byrne, thank you for joining us for the first episode of Drag Race Down Under. Now you've got Australian connections, right? Yes, I grew up in Melbourne, so um, left when I was young. So passports Australian, but uh, accent is very okay. much not. But <laughs> <laughs> Only because when I came back to Dublin and I, I joined like a, a school here, it was the one thing I couldn't mm-hmm. get away with it. There was no way I was literally like, all right, all the time and all that. And everyone was just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it was like, Stephen's got a shrimp on the body, all this. And <laughs> when you're just, no when you're, you know, like a 10 year old kid who's struggling with his sexuality, you just don't want to stand out for any more of that. So it's very yeah. much no, like yeah. I, I sat in front of the mirror. <laughs> How can I fade into the back? Yeah. sat in front of the mirror every single day for a solid three or four months and was like Dublin 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 <laughs> I'm from Dublin what's the crack <laughs> and it worked I mean it worked and uh, I think it ended up with a neutral not so annoying uh, twang but sometimes I would like I would like the accent back because you know um, I think I'd like I like the Dublin accent when I'm abroad but the Australian accent maybe here might you know work sure and is it, is it something that like you know if you have a a few too many gin and tonics that it pops up. Is it like the, the Australian? No, accent? because I think Tara Stewart would punch me in the face if I even okay. tried to <laughs> do it again. Because it's I can literally only say, "Mom, I want to go to McDonald's. I want to go to Macca's, Mom. Mom, I want to go to Macca's." <laughs> that's that was my catchphrase growing up. So, or I used to I used to always be asked. Oh, my parents would always be like, "Oh, Stephen, what's your full name?" I'd be like, "Stephen James Irish Byrne." And that was like, uh... <laughs> so how good are you with all the the references and stuff that were in this episode of like Coffs Harbour and, and everything? Yeah, I mean, pretty up. Um, like, as I said, I left when I was young, but like still loads of family over there have been back um, since. So, sure. yeah, the, I mean, I, I try to stay as connected to that part of my life as I, as I possibly can. Um, well, you'll be able to help us. Oh, God, I've sold myself yeah. now. Well, you can hear a Sherpa through Australian culture. <laughs> yeah, we, we need an in-depth uh, um, assessment of this outfit and the cultural moments, please. <laughs> Talk to us about that big banana, you know. <laughs> well, that's why I'm, com- I'm confused by that. <laughs> right, let's take it back to the start of the episode. So the queens come in one by one. Unfortunately, like... The, the entrance looks are kind yeah. of the same looks as the promo which we've discussed a bit already Stephen did you have a few did you have a few that stood out to you that were your favourite well the first thing that stood out to me was the fact that it was prize money I was like oh my god yes, yes. we can actually uh, they are competing there's something there to be won um, because mm-hmm. not that like I think it doesn't actually affect the UK one that much but you do kind of mm. you're kind of like oh this isn't really for anything and it doesn't really matter who wins this we all know Bimini yeah. won the last season so it's like yeah. Yeah. So does it matter because Bimini's going to make the most money anyway. But um, yeah. 
I think even that it, little mix money is rolling in already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think it just adds that little bit extra element to it. And yeah, it creates Although, higher stakes. In straight in, like, like hate yeah. the set, hate the set. It's very cheap looking, isn't it? Oh, it looks so cheap. And the camera and all that. It, there's a bit of a season one filter there. It's like, what? Really? <laughs> but yeah. I think maybe maybe they just they had to find the money for the for the prize money. And that's where they, they put it all. Well, mm-hmm. at least it is a cash value. It isn't like a dress that was in, in Drag Race Holland where you were just showing this dress that you were going to win the whole time. So yeah. At least there, at least there is something. <laughs> You know? <laughs> and they and they got a tip for winning the maxi challenge so that's something as well They're yeah actually, they should good. leave with some money yeah. if they do well yeah 100 yeah, like you said it just adds those stakes my favorite look and my favorite entrance line i'm not here to fuck spiders yeah. was art simone i think she she came out strong for me i think at the start of the episode yeah i think she did i think jojo as a hoe came in and gave kind of a bit of a shadiness that i think i would have liked to see more of throughout the season like the way the kind of like cutaways were a lot to to jojo kind of like you know reading the other queens and i do think like electroshock walked in looking so depressed like literally walked in as if kind of like the pandemic had gotten to her (laughs) (laughs) and also the one thing i really noticed like the literally the first three minutes like if you don't if you aren't like, I mean, swearing is in the thing, but oh my god, how many times did they say fuck in the first like, yeah. five minutes? It was just like, holy yeah. fuck, 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 oh fuck, fuck. I was like, what? <laughs> it oh, it's like it runs up against like um, eight mile for the most fucks in anything that's ever. Been there. I was like, but but that's that's not the the swear word that I associate mostly with Australia. Like it's the c word. I didn't hear any of that. So. Yeah, maybe that's coming. Our, de- our delicate sensibilities wouldn't have been wouldn't have been av- wouldn't be okay for the the c words. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we we spoke in the Meet the Queens a bit about how Anita and Kita do their own sort of drag race competition over in in New Zealand, and that Electra was a competitor on that. But a whole other aspect of that is that Kita and Anita are Electra's boss, and she's now competing against her boss. That must be weird. Awkward. But they also all know each other like which i i kind of suspected mm. but even in the uk on the on the seasons like they haven't all known each other there's been a few no. here and there maybe the london yeah. queens have been aware of each other but london again is such a you've got your east london queens your west london queens you've got your you know all that sort yeah. of stuff so there is a separation maybe they haven't met but it felt like they'd all met i was like yeah also felt like they all hated each other because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's a line of drag yeah, obviously really where did. you can be mean but like they were mean like they were yeah it was like there was points where i was like is this funny because it's a little <laughs> too mean but i know australia <laughs> i a... know i know the way it is yeah. and i know you know it's harsh and the humor is very cutting and it and yeah it's straight to the bone with like a knife mm-hmm. but like but um, yeah I, I was a little bit but like I... oh <laughs> but it is it's that thing of like the looks are all super camp and then, like, the shade level is, like, severe. So it's, like, they're kind of hiding behind these, like, sort of clowny costumes. But they are going to cut you and they are going to go in to, like, some of the stuff that was being said about poor Electra, who didn't seem to make the best first impression. Was, oh, the dry it felt wig, pretty was cruel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was just, like, quit. Quit now, Electra. Like, you've been found wanting. I think Coco Jumbo said her her, her wig needed the entire ocean to make it yeah there was very much a sort of like oh here we go this bitch rather than yeah. a, yay let's celebrate us doing this together on this platform <laughs> mm. you know, I was... wonder if that's because Drag Race season 13 was all so much about how much we love each other and how great mm. and like this now seems to literally be exactly as you said this all like oh here we are now this bitch walking in here thinking she has something <laughs> And do we believe this Kita and Nita? I'm so glad I'm here on my own. I can finally separate myself. No. My, you know, I, they knew each other. They, yeah. they, they knew they were going in. There's no way. That I was, think I mean, so it was too. so well yeah. like, planned. And we all know Drag Race. It is completely and utterly scripted to the point of no return pretty much half the time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But I mean, we're still here. We're still watching it. So <laughs> I, <know>. I had <laughs> a crisis where I thought I would have a week without it. Now I don't. So... <laughs> 
again I was skeptical but then I was like she really went in for somebody who she knew was going to be coming around the corner but I, I mean they're probably old enough friends that they can say whatever they yeah. want right so yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I did find disappointing was we've had the announcements of the, of the guest stars I think Kylie Minogue Taika Waititi mm. and then to see that Taika Waititi's role I'd, I'd, sorry, I just love saying Taika Waititi. The yeah. scene that Taika Waititi's role in it was really just a sort of, you know, Marcel Ooh. Marceau oh. mime. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. oh. up, wink, roll. It, it was like a, vi- a, vi- a visual soundboard, almost like that yeah. they had yeah. things that they just clicked and went, oh, let's just get him smiling. Let's just get him going, oh, was, oh no. It was pre-recorded, <laughs> right? It has to have oh, been yeah, pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah. There's they, no way they booked that on Cameo. There's no way that Expensive. <laughs> that's, where the, were like, that's where the set yeah. money went. The set money went on that. Yeah, the other seventy thousand Australian dollars went on Taika. <laughs> it, it was disappointing though, and I mean, we'll probably talk about it later on. But then I was just like, even when Rue was at the end, just in not in drag, I was a bit like, what's the purpose of this? It was like this is like that bloody mask he wore, gimp mask he wore all over again. I was like, really. <laughs> Like yeah. what? And I know it's like mm, you're not hiding anything, like because clearly the, the gimp mask was because he hadn't been Botox because of lockdown. But like, I mean, it just yeah. I don't know, it felt a bit weird, and I didn't see the reason for it. It just seemed a bit. Yeah, I I wondered if the reason was genuinely all of his stuff got delayed arriving, mm. and that they weren't a- and they like had to wait a couple of days to film the runway thing. But it just felt un- unusual, like they couldn't have gotten. Like they're in, like they weren't. It's not like they were doing. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. They went in the middle of the outback. Like they could mm. have gone to a Sephora and bought some makeup. Like you know, yeah. and it's New Zealand. Things are open. Yeah. <laughs> like. yeah. <laughs> well, it did sort of feel like with the wig and stuff he was wearing. It did sort of feel like there was a sort of a whip round from the queens. Being like, does anyone have a wig you're not going to use that Rue can wear for like <laughs> this? <laughs> Some wig that you, you know. Don't worry about his bottom half. We don't need anything for that. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the mini challenge that Taika Waititi was in for was a superhero challenge where they had yeah. to read extracts of a text from a super movie called Thar. Did, did you find anything interesting in this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not just me. I was incredibly boring. The only thing that I found fun was what I just enjoy anyway, and it's Rue's face not moving when he's laughing his ass off. Like, that's the only <laughs> thing that I was enjoying thread it was just the <laughs> that, and that I did notice it. the scarf covering covering the, the neck because I was like mm. you know that's where you, you could see signs of aging in the neck so I was like that mm. orange yeah. scarf was right up there that was like, <laughs> almost a chokehold why Madonna wears gloves Madonna wears gloves yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> gotta hide that dear G Barlow neck um, <laughs> yeah I, I, I yeah I didn't really understand the premise of this thing no. also they didn't in, like they didn't introduce the pit crew as the pit crew because normally they do that they have a big mm. thing of like oh pit mm. crew and then whoever it is that's been selected like walks in and prays around the place this time it was kind of just they walked onto set um and there they were holding their booms it was it all felt a bit kind of like throwaway it felt it felt like they were like oh we've got tahiti with kiki whose name i can't pronounce uh, we need to do something we need to do something vaguely thor related tiki want to have a kiki tiki want to have a kiki but there's so many things they could have done with him there's so many maybe i don't know maybe i don't know if they were planning on releasing it later and tying it in with thor maybe thor was meant to be released around this time and there was some promotional thing with it because of covid it's been delayed but like uh, I just felt a bit like there's so many other Taika things that you could have dived into like We Are the Shadows and sh- things that were are actually you could do yeah a real like good Jojo Rabbit with. or something could have been fun yeah, yeah. although <laughs> like I mean <laughs> you wouldn't want to be playing with Nazis like <laughs> <laughs> I know that Rebel Wilson character was basically yeah. a drag queen I suppose yeah, that's true that's true <laughs> also for the whole thing I couldn't just stop thinking oh my god he's going out with Rita Ora is he crazy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it was very strange. Electra ends up winning. It doesn't really mean anything because the challenge was was moot. Although I did enjoy, I did enjoy her scream. Her scream was good fun, and I did laugh out loud for it. Yeah, I, I do. Like she was by far the the funniest of them, and kind of because I had really like when she'd walked in, I was like, God, and even just her like look beforehand, I was like, this this queen looks so depressed like she looks so sad and then i was like oh actually she's got a bit of personality okay let's let's see more of this um so she did actually impress me with that yeah 
So then we have the bit of them getting out of drag. And I just, again, through the whole episode, like, normally, like you know, in, in a good improv, you need to be in the middle of the scene. But with good reality TV, you really need to start from the start and really spell it out. And I felt a few times we should have jumped into the middle of something like that. We didn't introduce the pit crew. You kind of jump into JoJo's mirror moment about her and her Aboriginal background and how she used to be ashamed and now she's proud of it. And then jump over to Keaton Mean talking about worried about her weight and then jump over to Electra worried about the competition. And I was like, God, I, I'm, I don't have the time to get emotionally invested in any of these things. Because WoW, I'm sure, are the main producer of it do they are they the same team that we i don't know if they direct it yeah that's the thing like it's just like because the uk one is obviously different in tone sometimes and there's but it's still done so well so i don't know how that if anything like that comes into it but and maybe with covid they couldn't bring over a crew of like 150 people who'd worked on yeah whatever before um but it just felt it could just be yeah, it's starting up and it just it wasn't hitting right or they just weren't yeah. ready or it was rushed or something like that. Maybe maybe it'll, you know, find its feet over the next few episodes. I, I, f- I feel that with... So obviously Jojo uh, left. So they 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 needed to to have that moment, like talking about mm. the, the, the the connection to his culture and the, the treatment of, of, of people of colour and that, like, intersectional experience. Um, but I suppose maybe they didn't really particularly tied into the look that that they had on the runway but maybe they didn't have an enormous amount of like good quality content about it like maybe like they hadn't actually talked about it a huge amount so they kind of had to include that and it it felt like a sort of a partial conversation because i was very much like like i'd never heard of the these missions i knew nothing about it and it didn't feel like it really got explained to me kind of like what they were um so I there was a bit of me that's going like oh that's a really interesting story I'd like to know more about that but there there wasn't really enough to follow it up yeah though I would have to say that gastric surgery that ketamine had like I mean oh my god that is some amount of weight loss insane mm. and I kind of I noticed that there had been that journey and I thought we we might get more time on it or something but maybe maybe they'll come back to it but the queens do seem really interesting and I do want to get to know them but I do think. I did feel I didn't really get to know them in this episode yet. Let's get on to the main challenge. It was the get to know you ball. Um, and I thought this was strange. A new delusion as the first category. I mean, you're getting to know your body, I suppose. But I much preferred like the British one of like an Australian, if they had done like an Australian queer icon and then a hometown look would have yeah. much better than just a naked look. Because we ended up just seeing 10 naked looks and it's very different to get any sort of diversity across that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. And some of them like just weren't naked enough, and some of them were just a little bit too naked. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them were naked underneath their nakedness. Yeah, they were. Just <laughs> uh, so let's start off with the naked looks. Um, I actually wrote them then alphabetically. So if we go through that that way, uh, Art Simone, uh, I think had my favorite look of the whole night with her half naked, half yes in drag look i thought this was really good and i think it, it was a great first look for us to see her in on the runway to be like she's here to contend and she's going to go far like i think mm. this episode is like she must be a finalist already right she's really impressed yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i think that she kind of like she has the same energy as like the vivian or envy peru or one mm. of those people who walks in there and you're just like this is like clearly and has the reputation the other girls were talking about like how well known she was and, and she talked a bit about it herself so like that was a very strong look to start off with and definitely like i would say the best definitely the best of the 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 born naked looks yeah i loved i loved from the entrance to the end probably my favorite actually all the way through just like mm-hmm. you said seasoned and i wasn't a big fan of the vivian but i kind of don't really like that sort of real um totally experienced polished perfection of everything yeah it's, it's never mm-hmm. fun um yeah that's why even from the beginning of um, the UK season two, like Bimini was my favorite from just the Norwich City look. I was like amazing, and when she was in the bottom, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What?" Because I was just like, "I love this." Maybe I'm yeah. a football fan, so yeah. that's why I loved it as well. But like, I was just like, <laughs> "This is merging my two worlds," and it's just completely sloppy <laughs> as hell, uh, and and all mm, that. Whereas, yeah. yeah, so if something's very polished and just be like, mm, no. mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. a bit of grit. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah, a bit of grit is what I want and, and what I need. Yeah, Having yeah. said that, I actually loved Rosé throughout the entire last season. I was, uh, I loved, but yeah. 
I don't know why that was. Actually, yeah. not the first two episodes because it was too much jam. I was just like, <laughs> any association with jam, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so you're not living the jam to see then, no? I would rather. Oh, I don't remember yeah, a million bad. things, a million other things. <laughs> just annoyed me so much. <laughs> like still to this day, I'll wake, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just go, "Fuck jam." <laughs> <laughs> Get that in the kimono. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up then is Maxi Shield. Uh, She had uh, the kind of see-through trench coat look. So this is one of the ones that wasn't naked at all, really. It was like, it was a hint, but it was, it was a, an item but i thought it actually looked reasonably well like it looked like a good garment yeah and the quality actually think the quality of it like there obviously weren't up there with the american drag queens and never will be but like i, I mm. still think when you look at season one of the uk one those first few runways were just like hodgepodge it was just pure hodgepodge like yeah. you know yeah, hodgepodge. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then i i still remember first episode of, of drag race uk series one you had like blue hydrangea with her harlem yeah. and wolf like belfast mm. cranes which i still love and mm-hmm. and her doing the queen's head and the coin so there's still some good ones but yeah then you had you know vinegar strokes vinegar strokes maxi looked a bit like she was just wrapped up in bubble wrap um, mm. walking down the runway there was yeah it wasn't wasn't really naked enough um, yeah now next in my in sorry I must have written them down in, in order that they came in because I think that's the order I guess they were in the runway but they actually mm. didn't so next up I have them is Jojo's a hoe she did her sort of naked colonial woman but she fell onto the stage and I don't know why <laughs> It's just a lost narrative. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all like, oh, she fell. And then she was like, oh, colonial women. Blah, 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 blah. And then I was rewatching again just before we started recording. And I was like, she never explained why she fell. <laughs> so I didn't even think about that. Maybe because I was like, I you know, watched it literally before I, I came on here. And I was just like, okay, why did she oh, yeah, fall? Now, now it's going to replace my... Fall? I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night now and go, fuck jam. Why did she fall? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jojo, if you're listening, we'd love to know why you fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Electroshock did a take on Rue's American football shoulder pad look. Yeah. And I'd never seen that look from Rue as before. I thought it was cool. Neither I was did like, I. Oh, yeah, but did. I... I thought the look was cool, but it was just like the, I mean, the main kind of attraction of that was the, I guess, I don't know if we're, I, I watched it obviously very quickly, but was it a jock strap or would, like had some, um, yeah. did I watch something else? So, no, 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 no. <laughs> so like in the, like in the picture of Rue, like Rue was there in like a jock strap and like was like and, untucked. Bulge and like untucked and everything. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like, I kind of think that probably for like i think if, if electra had done like a, a more exact interpretation of it it might it mm. might have been more successful um but i actually thought like i thought it was one of the better of this this like interpretations of it and it, like i thought it was clever to reference an old school rule look and do something kind of mm. a bit more like gender non-conforming um so yes. i was surprised i was surprised when when this look ended up in the bottom i did think it looked good but in a get to know you ball, why would you do a look inspired by somebody else? Yeah, I didn't think about that. But That's I mean, what are any mark. of these looks telling us about these people? <laughs> <laughs> that they can do better. That, <laughs> <laughs> that there's room for improvement. Yeah, I don't know. Jojo's clumsy. I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> yeah no look it did look good I, I think she was actually in the bottom more for her for her second look because like they said with Coco Jumbo like her she was in there for the first one I think her second mm, one wasn't yeah. great um, Scarlett Adams then was up next so she's the person we see who has the mishap because her silicon bodysuit tears dramatically I think somebody said she had a c-section a ba- backdoor yeah, blowout uh, a backdoor back blowout yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was significant in the back. I was like, wow, that is... Because I was like, how did she get it to... Like, was she... Like has she... I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. And even like you could see her try to sew it together and it was, you know, pulling the string back and <laughs> pulling away. 
We never saw her from behind on the runway. So we don't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. The finished mm. product. But as we saw it presented, I thought it looked quite good. It was a very powerful message about people who have had their, have had their appendix removed. <laughs> <laughs> I've had where, my appendix removed, so I felt seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. that the it looked it was too sex dollish for me. Like it really like looked like like a <laughs> one of those like living sex dolls. Like so like it was what did Rue called it like a human a human fleshlight. Flesh like that mm. that's what it looked like to me. And I I just was a bit like this is this felt this. Feel. I think if it had been the American one, it, like it would have been blurred out. Like the 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 nipples and yeah. and mm. vagina would have been all blurred <clears throat> out. So I was a bit like oh this feels weird. It's like I'm watching like a Channel Four documentary. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, what was that? Like Euro Trash or something? It was just like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that the greatest thing you watched on TV, James? Like dispatches? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm specifically thinking of. There was a documentary I saw like uh, years ago at this stage where it was about uh, these guys who had this like, it's, it's not like a fetish, but a thing where they like would dress up in these like bodysuits of like, they, they would sort of cross dress as these like rubber dolls and they would like do all their makeup and stuff. I can't remember what it was called now, but this like really strongly reminded me of that. And I was like, God, this is bizarre. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Moving to on. go from that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds lovely. Coco Jumbo had her eyes and lips in that sort of, you know, pillow. Um, yeah, we'd say we'd seen it a few times. Mini Cart did a better than yeah. this. Uh, yeah, it just looked cheap fabric, right? That sort of shiny. Yeah, just the reason for it as well. I was just like. Okay, I, I mean, I get the sentiment, but like, it's still just. I I do, I think that I I was sort of expecting as she was walking down that she was going to tear the pillows off and be more naked. Yeah. Um, so then when she didn't do mm. that, I was like, oh, okay, right, quite covered up for a naked runway. Mm. And and another another uh, covered up one was Ketamine, who had those like cotton wool balls sucked to it like this genuinely looked like a fourth class arts arts class you know it's like today yeah. kids we're gonna stick some cotton bud onto pieces of paper and then you go mammy look what i made and you're like all right okay but that's basically what she wore i was like what are you what are you on ketamine didn't love it i've just got written down no actually here yeah. <laughs> Um, there's still one more nice one coming up, I think. But first, we have to go to etc. etc. They had, they, they said it was inspired by non-binary finery, and I was like, I like the term, but I didn't mm. really know what they were presenting. There was a breast out; it looked a bit bloody. I just, I was very confused. Mm. Yeah, it, it looks like <laughs> mm. it, it looks like sort of a um, like kind of a. a, 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 a a sort of an overthought arts project on like the medicalization of the trans experience and I, I just was kind of confused by what what I was looking at yeah was it one breast one like peck or whatever like was it supposed to be half man half woman and then they take mm. the garment off and they expose their bum I was just it was confusing <laughs> yeah it was just yeah it was I didn't know what to think about it I think is the best yeah. way to put it. <laughs> also, very, very like a very like a sharp sort of right turn from the like kind of campy kind of cockroachy thing Cockroach. that they'd done earlier on, and yeah. so, like so I was like, oh, okay, from you, fair enough. Yeah, putting the no in non-binary that look. <laughs> 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 now Anita Wiglet is up next with uh, Eve and the snake, um, and again we've seen this done better. We've, you know, if anyone who's a fan of Taylor Swift would have seen this done a lot better, mm-hmm. like just, you know, that snake and yeah, in terms of like that nude bodysuit, I just was like, this looks, that was the cheapest on there, I thought. Yeah. And just the snake itself was like, it's like, what? It's like a, a sausage mm-hmm. or something. It was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought the hair looked great though. That red hair really looked <clears throat> good on, on Anita Wiglet. I thought that like it. it it was a lovely colour and it was kind of like old Batman cartoon Poison Ivy vibes coming off it as well that I did I did like. So, you know, that was good. I would have actually preferred if it had been Poison Ivy. Like, you know, and we know Joey mm. J went there with their yeah. Poison Ivy bag, but if it had been in like a nice actual Ivy covered look, it could have been fun. I mm-hmm. think. Finally, Karen from Finance with her sort of smock Reveal. that became a bikini, yeah. which became a sort of glittery bodysuit 
she the told the yellow. best story I think out on the yeah. runway I loved the glitter tan lines I thought that was really fun mm. um, <laughs> yeah yeah I thought she I thought she looked the best I think that those those bodysuits always look like I don't know it just it, it, it doesn't really give like a proper nude illusion or something it yeah. could be, you know it's like those morph suits that everyone used to wear a couple of years ago. So I'm not going to lie. At this point, I was like, oh, this is grim. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. Any like... of these. I, but I think that, again, like you said, I think they were failed probably by the challenge itself. Um, one going from that in the beginning, but like just that many just body suits. It's like just it just felt like we were watching the same thing almost every time and yeah yeah and yeah. even Rue had a drag you're like come on guys like mm. this is like you'd be pit- like if you're like as an Australian like you'd be pissed off like this is the premiere of your fucking franchise and Rue's not even in drag mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that that felt like a bit sort of I, I don't know they, they that felt like a solvable problem as you might know Sister Pod is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and we are joined by a plethora of really mm. talented and smorgasbord. Oh yes, darling, yeah, gorgeous <laughs> melange of podcasts. And if you would like to support us, you can get access to our bonus content and all the bonus content of all the podcasts on the network, and you'd be helping to support Irish creatives. Um, and in exchange, our bonus content—we have loads of stuff up there. We have. Uh, Drag Race Vegas review that we did a, a few bits on. We've been doing extra interviews with with like Cheryl Hole, and this week we've uh, been collating small little nuggets, snippets of yeah of, of 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 wisdom from our guests over season thirteen. We've been asking them questions from Vogue's twenty five, sixty nine, forty two questions to get to know somebody uh, and we've got some really fun anecdotes from people like Feda and James Patrice and Seder Jean so yeah it's a short but snippy episode with some good golden anecdotes soak it up bitches soak it up absolutely so that's over on our premium feed so if you want to support us head over to headswithpodcast.com click subscribe and click on Sistapod to make sure that we get your allocation of your support and we will be internally grateful but for now we're going to play you a snippet of one of our sibling podcasts it's called Double Love it follows the world of Sweet Valley High and it sounds like this this is how it's always been Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High book by book join me Anna Carey and me Karen Moynihan as we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten. If you ever read about the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, Elizabeth and Jessica, with their eyes the colour of the Pacific Ocean, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. But of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnappings, stolen boyfriends and seemingly mandatory school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let, let's go to them. Um, so first one I have here is Art Simone with her Hosier Lane in Melbourne Street art, uh, which came out of a sort of a Chanel suit. Uh, have you frequented Hosier Lane? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I remember I left when I was very young. So <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. but, my, um, my memories of I, Australia are unless they are doing like kindergarten or Oh, so you related to the those sticking the balls onto the piece of paper look, you know, because that's what you were doing. <laughs> 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 Um, I thought this was great though like the that Chanel suit came out and it was a fun really reveal that it all came off and she just turned it around and it was a whole different look um, again you know she's a pro mm-hmm. yeah I think in classic Trinity the Took quote style girl I don't know what she was talking about but I was living I thought like it was it was the best it was my it was one of my favourite of the nights it looked super cool um, yeah. I loved the like graffiti stuff um, and I suppose if you were from like if you were familiar with like if you were familiar with Australia Melbourne you, you might sort of be like oh I recognise because a lot of these I was kind of a bit like I have absolutely no point of reference so mm. unless you're going to go really <laughs> obvious and be a person from New Zealand dressing up as a sheep I'm not ga- I'm not catching the reference yeah but it is it's probably one of the most iconic kind of parts of I was going to say it's probably one of the most iconic parts of Melbourne in terms of you know 
the character of Melbourne is sort of defined by a lot of that street art and it's what links it to places like Barcelona and like I grew up in, in Melbourne but like would not remember any of that sort of stuff other than going back kind mm-hmm. of once or twice but it is when I do think of Melbourne I think of street art and I do think of those you know elements so um, next on my list is, is Maxi Shield she, from I want to say Balina but it's not like Bal- Balina I can't remember how they said it um, she dressed as a prawn yeah I watch an awful lot of My Kitchen Rules Australia and I do know that the people on that do really enjoy um, shellfish so I was like oh I get it yeah <laughs> yeah I get that reference I was just glad she got she got rid of the hat right away because it was basically yeah. paper yeah. it was like she was it like was... shit don't let anyone see this <laughs> <laughs> It was a bit Handmaid's Tale, that hat was. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit cheap looking. But then, she, you know, she had the story of it. You crack off the head at the prod and here I am. So, you know, I didn't look as 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 nice of a garment as her first look. But again, it told the story and I was like. Cool. Yeah, and I liked it. I didn't like, once I'd kind of accustomed to, I guess, the, with the first run of it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is the standard that I've got to enjoy. And I, I didn't hate it. Uh, managing to get onto the stage without falling next is Jojo's a Ho as her sort of Aboriginal empire. And it wasn't actually later on the episode that I saw below the knee and that her message was trailing out behind her like a sort of white tail that I was like, oh God, this wasn't finished well at all. But again, like they said, the message was great and you could hear Rue and Michelle tripping over themselves to be like, we're not sending her home because of the message. We support the message. The message is great. We love the message. It just isn't finished well. And yeah. They were right. Like, it didn't look great. Yeah, that wig was like, like creeping up the back of her neck. Like, you could see like a big, massive gap coming out of it. Like, it, mm. it was like little details like that looked quite sloppy. Um, and yeah, like, I, again... If you're going to make him like, I think that if you're going to make a message like that, it needs to be done in like a way that kind of is kind of beautiful. Like, say, like, I, I just was thinking of Simone's look with the the kind of the, the BLM look that, that she did on the mm. runway and how like it was so perfect. And it, it carried like the message itself was instilled in the entire garment. It wasn't just kind of I'm going to hold up a piece of paper and be like, yeah, I think you know, like. Yeah, it just was all a bit messy. Even in season nine, like the hometown looks, we had a few of those banners that were worked into the dress and like they just were finished yeah. by like this was just you could see that this was just white material with some black charcoal writing on it like it, <laughs> it was like know. the river thames it was like the bloody yeah. yeah. river thames <laughs> yeah <laughs> that iconic river thames <laughs> now talking about hodgepodge next up is electra shock with her land of a thousand lovers with the like it was it was okay, but it was that rainbow collar of hair that I was like, no, awful. Yeah. Well, I just was like, I was like, I don't think, like, literally n- nothing she could have walked out there was going to scream mm. Auckland to me. So I was kind of like with the Land of a Thousand Lovers thing, I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get on board with that. The rainbow thing did feel a bit like a throwaway and unnecessary, but... I, I don't get like I I think that that her looks were better overall than some other people so she didn't in mm. my view deserve to be in the bottom like I liked I thought it was no. a cute little thing with the hearts on it like needed to have more hearts a thousand lovers or a hundred lovers thousand lovers whatever there was about- true yeah there should have been more hearts no look without the rainbow hair it wasn't awful I just the rainbow hair reminded me of Tainomi Banks mm. from Canada that hair look they had that was just just great if yeah. hair is done badly it just gets my goat and my gut was gone so next up is Scarlett Adams with her black swan which I looked up apparently is the regional symbol of Western Australia uh, uh, and that's where Perth is uh, this was one of the best, I think, of the night. Um, it looked finished, it looked polished, yeah. and it told a story. Even just the performance coming out with it and everything, it felt she felt confident on stage and um, yeah. kind of knew what she was doing. Like, it just felt very kind of... Yeah, no, you can tell she's going to be, like, one of the fashion-y girls for the, the whole season. Like, the Black Swan thing was really cool. Um... And it's a different way of doing a swan. We haven't done a swan that way before. Like we've had like the Bjork dress and everything. We haven't had this head in the hand before. So I thought that was good. Coco, Jumbo, Cops Harbour, home of the big banana. But yet she didn't dress up as a banana because God only knows what that would have no, looked like. she was a gorilla. She was a gorilla. But I think it looked good. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it, 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 it just felt like it 
cheap version of that crystal method um, outfit that crystal method did. You know, it was like, okay, I see all this and everything, but it just, you could, I think it could have just been a bit better. You know, I could go to a party shop and buy a gorilla suit and boom, there I am. Yeah, it felt like there was just, it was like the a gorilla suit from like a party shop that had like the chest cut out and some mesh put on it. Like it wasn't, mm. and it didn't look like even say um, Tina Burner did that kind of teddy bear look <gasps> during which which wasn't <laughs> fabulous but at least it had more shape cut into it and something like it had more yeah. kind of like i don't know it, it felt like it was a more i i didn't get how they like i didn't get why they liked this and i didn't understand like I, di- I didn't understand the i don't know what this big banana is all about i mean did you see everything else <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was different. And it looked like a proper costume, which, I mean, you couldn't say that for everything. Yeah, so. it was. <laughs> Ketamine then gave us some All Blacks reference, which is like the first time a sports team that I'm actually familiar with was ever mentioned in Drag Race. Yeah. Oh. What about Norwich City? <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, Norwich City. <laughs> well, I only know Norwich City via Delia Smith, so I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you like the All Blacks look? I actually just wrote down saying, oh, I, I love a sporting reference because I just love, like I did a documentary on, on you know, LGBT representation in sport and stuff. So mm. I, I love just having that aspect of it. Again, it wasn't completely wowed, but like, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's. It's, I mean, it's a could recurring have, theme could have been, across the board. They're the ha- they do the hacker, right? Uh, yes. So there could have been that. There could have been um, some of that. And I liked it. I mean, it looks good. Like it was in, like embroidered and mm. or whatever. Was it embroidered? Yeah, across, it was. Like the, and there the, was like the the black yeah, the, rugby ball as like a clutch purse and stuff. I I thought it was, I thought it was like it was instantly recognizable. I knew like kind of if you're talking about like hometown yeah. kind of like representation, it was the sort of one that will translate to audiences around the world as like. Yeah, that's Around this is world. exactly what that is, and it did. It looked good, mm-hmm. and the sixty nine on the back, and of course, and all that yeah. extra kind of. Yeah, yeah. we haven't got f- tired of that joke yet. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like in terms of what New Zealand's known for, like definitely rugby, sheep, lord. Mm. You know, that's definitely. <laughs> I think you're going to go Lord of the Rings, but just Lord as well, yeah. Oh, Lord of the Rings too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Where was that? Where, yeah, exactly. where, where, was it, where were the hobbits? Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, like a bit of Galadriel, like she's mm. very glamorous. You definitely could have gone for her. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, next up I have is etc. etc. She or they were representing Canberra. And the reference here was parliamentary triangle because there was a triangle on her sort of crotch. This felt very much like I just I've got that outfit. How can I pretend that it? Yeah, triangles. That's it. I mean, like it's like if you had you know something with a spike on it, and you're like, this is representing Dublin because there's a spire yeah. on it, and you're like, no. I'm wearing stilettos with this look. It's Dublin all <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a fan. Just was yeah, very. Yeah, meh. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it looked nice. It just didn't look like what you mm. know what they were saying i mean I'd... the standard of which you would hope for yeah. yeah then we have anita wiglet in her sheep look and <laughs> i mean it hit the brief <laughs> but it wasn't good yeah <laughs> i don't think i didn't Maybe. think it was bad no i i i no. No, no, i was gonna do like an extended ah there for the sheep but i just couldn't bring myself to do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how I think she could have made it better, mm. but um, yeah. it could have been made better. It could come out on all fours, I guess, or I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, true. yeah. And finally, then, Karen from Finance gave us the Melbourne Cup. It was uh, that international... At the races at, sort at of the, thing, yeah. At the races getting pissed. No, I can understand why she won this overall. Like, hers, her both of hers were, were fun. She brought personality to them when she was on the runway, and yeah like both of them kind of it, they both felt like fun interpretations of something that we were able to relate to um because the Mel- yeah you're like the melbourne races thing that could have been like galway races cheltenham ladies day wherever like it's it's universal karen from finance wins the challenge we're all happy with that the bottom two then is electra and jojo and they lip sync to bg's tragedy yeah great song great song big bg's fan there's definitely a few others you could have gone for even though 
and they, they're like they're not really Australian they kind of mm. broke in Australia but they're actually from Island Man but I was it was a good song to start off with I thought but I thought the actual mm. lip sync yeah wasn't just felt, even the camera and everything on it was just a bit like oh, okay like and there's all this standing in yeah. front of each other and at one point Jojo almost <laughs> falls again but then it's like she <laughs> she works it into a like a losing control lyric yeah. and you're like oh, no, man, yeah. don't try that with us we it's like we're not convinced <laughs> <laughs> um Electra wins Jojo sashays away yeah it was a uh, I felt disappointed overall by the episode. Me too. I felt, like I said, I was a bit bored. Um, but then also at the same time, I think because the queens aren't, you know, the, the, the strength of them is obviously in their personality. Um, if you don't have all the other factors in there, like with the first season of the UK one, it was a little bit all over the place in some places. And, you know, they weren't the strongest queens as, you know, they weren't all seasoned and they weren't, and they didn't have all the most expensive looks and they didn't spend their got Mick budget on a wardrobe and all that sort of stuff but it worked because the production was there I felt like the production on this wasn't there so that's the main thing that pulled it all down you can have really you know torn apart looks but enjoy it like I might shade the fact that there was a River Thames on Finger Strokes but I love that I love the fact that was shite like amazing (laughs) people love tea and coffee even though she wore the worst ice cream cone I've ever seen in my life like you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I overall I think that this is a really strong group of queens for their personality. Yeah. And that would make me... So I would be more excited for this cast than I was for, say, Drag Race Holland. Where mm. Drag Race Holland had, like, an amazing... They all had, like, amazing... By and large, had great looks for the runway. These guys didn't feel so prepared there. But, like, just even the small amount of personality we saw, I was like, okay, these guys are going to be funny. Um, I, yeah. And I do think but the I think production we need to be bit. given the opportunity to see them because yeah. I don't think we have. I think that's the issue more so. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I saw some criticism online, which I don't think was particularly fair. But basically, uh, prior to the show, two of the queens had sort of, um, you know, drama, a, a controversy around them based on the sort of past life on social media. Scarlett Adams had a slew of looks that were robbing from other people's cultures, mm-hmm. Asian Native American, indigenous cultures, um, blackface. And Uh so she's been called out for that. And she was in the top three, uh, along with Karen, who has a gollywog tattoo from her past, which she's then said she regrets. I will get get it removed then. I'm sorry. I think she's got a coverage, she said. um, So the Scarlet one, I have seen... Like, I remember when the cast were announced, like, obviously that came up and Scarlett had to address it and, like, did, like, a like basically came out, like, has apologised in the past for this and has apologised a number of times, like, has, has kind of addressed it a number of times and, like, apologised for it and, like, now is trying to, to use her platform to be a space to kind of, like, celebrate and uplift kind of people from those backgrounds which she had, like, previously kind of uh, used. So it's an interesting one about, like, at what, like, at what point do you kind of like at what point do you allow a person move beyond something if they've apologized in a way that's meaningful and that like is genuine um and what and, and when do you kind of say no it, what you've done is beyond repent so it, it is an interesting one but i think since cherry pie we're kind of like <laughs> <laughs> james always calls rue the donald trump of drag like he's uncancelable no matter what happens on I mean, the show frack off like but I- Crack yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the criticism was, oh, look at them. They put the two quote unquote racist queens in yeah. the top and they sent the indigenous queen home. But I'm also like, did you see the episode as well? Mm. Like it was, you know. Yeah. I, but with things like that, like I, I feel like I, I can't properly comment on it because it's not me who was obviously thing. But yeah. Australia is notoriously like, I don't want to say that per se, but there is a lot of racism in Australia and it's really yeah. upsetting. Um um, which yeah. uh, when seeing something like that if that is the case I didn't know about that but if that is the case that's a bit upsetting only because I know that there has there's a large amount of racism in Australia so yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I was surprised sort of not to see Jojo go further just from the point of view of kind of like representation among the cast like it it, it is yeah. like it's 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 
Like, I think it's just, like, Coco is the only sort of non-white queen left in the mm. lineup, if I'm right. Um, Coco, yeah. And, mm. you know, I suppose, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose that they, they select a cast based on whoever replies and, like, when they have whatever way they use to do that. Um, mm. and, and I think that they have been better at working diversity in, in like, the UK and the US. So maybe when you get into later seasons of the Australian one, they'll make sure that there's more of an even split. But it was kind of... It, like it did feel a bit like oh okay like you're literally going to send 50% of mm. the non-white contestants home in the very first episode <laughs> but then I guess it's Rue again at the same time but then it's Rue so I mean there's yeah that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, argu- and arguably they were one of the worst they deserved between the lip sync and they did the worst in lip sync so I mean you can't oh yeah objectively they were terrible send them home <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, it is a shame <laughs> because they, I'm sure they had a great story to tell and I wanted to hear it and it's a shame we won't get to yeah. hear it on the platform but Stephen are you looking forward to the rest of the series <laughs> um, um, not yeah. after this <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us I know you've had a very hectic week so uh, thank you for taking the time out to chat to us where can people find you what do you have coming up the breakfast show sure people can check you out there uh, in covering 2 Fan breakfast show for the next few weeks while Darren cooks up a new breakfast show which is exciting so me and Tara and then you can catch me Saturday and Sunday on 2FM at 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock um, yeah just chats with um, actors and musicians and all that sort of stuff good fun and a few other, th- other things coming up over the summer yeah but just stay tuned to my social media Those queens didn't have the qualifications for this episode. That was the worst transition ever. I'm so sorry. Ian. Was that a pun? Oh, you trust I me with confused. you trust me. You trust me once, and I just don't got the personality for it. <laughs> was that? Were you playing the long game on that joke? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was Mel burned by the pressure. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a hodgepodge of an episode. I felt mediocre, but like we said, look, this promise there. I'm I'm keeping my hopes up with the rest of the season. Of course, I'm going to watch it because I mean, mm-hmm. I, we make a podcast about it, I, and I live, laugh, love Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what they have to offer. And I mean, Gagatrandra that we have Snatch Game in episode two, so that'll be interesting. Excited for that because I have, like as I've said multiple times. This group of queens' personalities, I think, is strong. I'm into it, and I think that they are hopefully going to do a really good job in um, in this. I just hope that I know some of the characters. But we're getting they, we're getting at least one Bindi Irwin. Oh well, that I mean that is exciting. So there'll probably be some like reality stars that we don't know about. That would be great. So yeah, I'm interested to see where we go from that. I actually, I would love Snatch Game earlier in the seasons. Like also as to Snatch Game second episode out. Like I just think you get, you know. It sorts the weed from the chaff, and it's good to get that done episode two. Um, so I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah. Where we go yes, from there, who too. knows? But I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back with you next Monday for that. Until then, have a lovely week, and we'll chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.